episode number 95, stand-up comedian Landry is in the Springs. Man, these guys are these guys are magical. And if it worked, it worked. If it didn't, it didn't. You know what I mean? You can you can you can hold yourself in a in a, in a room full of people that don't want to be don't want to hear comedy. Yeah, I got fired for a reason. Like <laughs> this is what I'm meant to do. All right, Landry, you yes, are in sir. the Springs, my friend. I am Colorado once Ooh. again. Welcome back. Yes, thank you. Now, how often do you get out here? This is actually this, only the second time I've ever been here. Oh, no uh, kidding. The last time was, man, it had to be like three years ago, maybe. And was that the World Series of Comedy that brought you out? or uh, I had won the World Series in 2012. Okay. And then I came here straight away. Nice. It was before you guys had legal weed. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and now you're back. <laughs> and now I'm back to reap the benefits. It's the <laughs> least we could do for you. Well, tell me a little bit about your, your comedy history, kind of how you started, how long you've been doing it, and all that kind of fun stuff. Uh, I've been doing comedy eight years. Um, I'm originally from Canada. Nice. I didn't do comedy in Canada. I moved to Atlanta, Georgia, and at some point I started to do open mics. So what took you to Atlanta to begin with? I got recruited actually out of college. So I had a good job. Um, they flew me down. I lived there. Um, started doing comedy uh, a little bit more. The day job a little less. <laughs> and then they eventually quit the job for me. <laughs> job for you. I like that. <laughs> yeah. So were you were you a fan of stand up or what what got you on stage that first time? I've always liked stand up, but I was a, I, I used to dance when I was younger. Okay. So I was always in front of crowds. I was cool with with being in front of people. So I think that helped as well. Um, I never thought I would be a comedian. I never really wanted to be a comic until I tried it. And then I instantly fell in love with it. Um, it's one of those things where you just if you get bit, you can't you can't run away. You just it just it becomes ingrained in your soul. Yeah. And you just got to keep doing it even if it sucks, you know? So what what prompted you to get on stage that first time? What was the what was the scenario there for you to do that first open mic? The scenario was I didn't know anybody in Atlanta. So I moved down by myself and I had one friend, we hung out, you know, he was a work friend. Uh, but I was bored and I wanted to challenge myself. And so I uh, I just thought I'd go down to the local comedy club and, and test out some stuff. I did a five-minute set my first time. I, I think I might have gotten one laugh, <laughs> but it was enough. You know what I mean? Like, right. that was the one laugh that made me do it the second time and the third time. And You know what I mean? So, so yeah, it's a, it's a long process. And um started getting into my groove, started, started figuring out how to write jokes. You know, I watch a lot of comedy. I always went to the comedy clubs. And I would watch like the big guys, like the Nortons and the Bill Burrs, and I'm like, man, these guys are these guys are magical. You yeah. know what I mean? So you you learn a lot from those veterans, man. They've been doing it 20, 30 years, and uh, yeah, it's it's just a learning process, man. So now, when at what point early on did you kind of look at yourself and go, I'm I'm a comedian now. This is this is what I do. I mean, when did this become serious for you? Uh, it, I haven't looked at myself as a comedian yet. I, uh, <laughs> well, I hate to tell you, but you're headlining. Am I here? Oh, <laughs> so my gosh. you probably should step I need, it to, up. I need to pull my socks up, man. I'm going to have to cut this a little short so I can write some more material. <laughs> um, I don't know. You know I, uh, it, took me about, it took me about a year to host, to start hosting at the Punchline. Okay. That was my home club in Atlanta. Um, 
Marcy was the manager. She taught me to do a bunch of open mics and they eventually gave me a shot at hosting. I did a decent job, so I had a, had that gig for a little while. Uh, they bumped me up the feature probably within another year, maybe like two years in. And then um, my first headline gig was probably when I was five years into it. Um, just a small, you know, small clubs here and there. I wasn't yeah, yeah. doing any A rooms or anything like that. But yeah, so it, it's just it's just one of those things where you got to build the material. So it depends. Everybody's on a different path. Yeah. That's what I like about comedy. It might take some comics one year to headline, where it might take other ones fifteen years. But there's no right. There's no right path. You know yeah. what I mean? It's just whatever's right for you. Yeah, yeah. And so, what is the the writing process for you when you're developing your material? Do you write on stage? Do you sit at a desk and write, or how does that work for you? I've gone through a bunch of sequences over the years. I'd see whatever works best for me. So I used to I used to think of an idea, and then I used to write pages and pages of information about that idea yeah. and then i try to memorize it and i bring it on stage and if it worked it worked if it didn't it didn't and uh, i found out that it wasted a lot of my time because a lot of this stuff did not work at all like i'm thinking this is gonna kill <laughs> but i bring it on stage it's just crickets i'm like man i that idea i thought was great but it's not so now i get an idea and I bring that idea on stage and I just mess around with it. Yeah. And if it gets some laughs, then it constitutes uh, some fun, you know, me to go and, and write it down and, yeah. and, and make it grow from there. But all my stuff is, is real life stuff. Everything I say is a real life experience. I've seen it or it's happened to me. I don't, I can't fabricate stuff. I'm not, I can't, I have a lot of friends that reverse engineer jokes. So they'll have the punchline already. And then they write the joke to get to that punchline. I can't do that. Yeah. I'm not that guy. It has to be a story where I'm painting a picture and then I'm, and I'm putting it all together like it's actually happened. And then something that's true to you as well. It's not like a fabricated scenario or something like that. Exactly. And I've always been that way because I feel as though you can, you can attach uh, a little bit more emotion to something that's actually happened to you as opposed to just doing a, a really funny one-liner. You know, I think you make a little bit better connection with the, with the crowd when it's real because a lot of people have had similar experiences yeah now do you go into the crowd quite a bit during your set or uh, i have i yeah. mean it just depends on the crowd i mean uh it depends on the venue uh i try not to but sometimes sometimes crowds don't want to hear material you know what i mean sometimes <laughs> they want to be part of the they show they want they want to be the show yeah so yeah I'll, I'll go into the crowd. my crowd work is is you know over the years if you're a road comic and you've done enough bar gigs and whatnot <laughs> you, your crowd work gets pretty slick you know what i mean you can, yeah. you can you can hold yourself in a, in a in a room full of people that don't want to be don't want to hear comedy yeah yeah well tell me a little bit about the uh, uh not only the world series of comedy that you did in uh, 2012 but also the uh, boston comedy festival what were those experiences like for you and then also how did that affect your career uh the first one i did was the boston one um which is, a, it was, man, I had so much fun. I, was, what a great festival. It's, a, it's an annual festival that, that runs in Boston, and uh, they take hit comedians from all over the place. It's pretty international at times. And uh, you, do, you whittle your way down in the rounds, and then the finals, you have maybe like five to eight comics, and, and, then, uh, and then whoever wins, wins kind of thing. But it was a cool experience, because I, I did it one year, and uh, I didn't make it very far. But the cool thing about doing festivals is once you get in, You've already passed. That's the hard part is getting into the festival. Yeah. But once they see you and they like you and you, you conduct yourself professionally, it's very easy to get in the next time. So I did it in 2010. Didn't make it very far, but I had a lot of fun, made a lot of friends. It's more of a networking thing. And then 2011, I, uh, 
had some good sets, strung some good sets together, and ended up winning the whole festival. So it was a, it was it was a dream come true. Oh, that's very cool. And, you know, and that's really good advice for young comedians because I think the festivals have sort of this aura of pressure and you've got to win and all that kind of stuff so kind of to look at it from that perspective where it's 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 just about getting on stage yeah it's about meeting people in the industry i've met a lot of my comedy friends i've met during festivals yeah so uh whether whether i come to colorado or i come to you know missouri or wherever i have people i know from all over the place and it's cool because comedy's uh a small business is a big one, but it's a small one. So you always run in the people that you've met previously. Yeah. So it's a cool, it's, it, if you look at it as, uh, as not necessarily trying to win it, I mean, it's nice to win it, but if you don't win it, you still win. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's just networking. It's uh, experience. I mean, just, and I've always been competitive. So I like the butterflies in front of my, you know, right, in, in right. my stomach when they right before they call your name to go perform and you just and you have to follow somebody that just murdered the building for the last six <laughs> minutes so it's i like that feeling you know yeah now when did you start going on the road so i i went on the road uh i've been full-time for three years now so that's when i had a day i had a full-time day job uh, i was i was flying out for weekends i was missing you know, I was missing Thursdays and Fridays of work, and then I was driving back on a Monday and whatnot. So I, uh, I had a full-time job, but when I quit, um, I had just won the World Series maybe three months before, and part of the prize was like 30 or 40 weeks of work. Oh, my gosh. So it couldn't, it couldn't have lined up better. Yeah. So I didn't really have as much pressure as a lot of people who quit their day jobs, and then they tried to go and get into comedy. I already had a bunch of dates lined up thankfully yeah so it was a pretty smooth transition for me was there any anxiety for you cutting loose of that day job and I, doing it full-time i mean there was there was always anxiety because i would have quit it two years earlier if 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 i felt comfortable with it right because yeah. i didn't like it <laughs> you know what I, mean? I didn't i didn't like the job right, it just right. was a it was a good job yeah like, it was a job that your mom would be proud of <laughs> you know what I mean? so that's so i didn't but once once i was fired it was it it made sense it yeah. just was the best thing that ever happened to me at first you're like oh my gosh i got i just got fired but then you start getting into it you're like yeah i got fired for a reason <laughs> like <laughs> this is what i'm meant to do yeah well kind of going back to what you said to make uh you know job to make your mom proud is your family supportive of this career I, move i don't or? even think my mom knows this is a real job i think she thinks it's a hobby yeah like she still tells her friends that i'm a guest speaker like that, like, <laughs> like that sounds better. Like, I'm a comedian, mom. I'm yeah. a guest speaker. Helps the youth. <laughs> Why do you think that is? Because I've heard that from a couple of comedians, where to try to communicate to family members or close friends that no, this is what I do. I mean, wh- wh- where do you think that disconnect comes from? I think it's hard for anybody who's not an entertainer to understand that that is a line of work. Yeah. Because my mom is older. You know, she's older, and she grew up in a different time. And it's one of those things where if you're punching a clock and you're paying your bills, that's a good job. You know what I mean? She doesn't understand that you can sleep until three o'clock in the afternoon right. and make a living. Like, yeah. <laughs> right, right. You know what I mean? Like, it's, it's just different. It's different for everybody. But I, I never grew up in an artistic household. I think that's the thing. If, if my parents were, uh, you know, if my mom was a musician or a dancer or whatever, I feel as though she'd have a little bit better understanding of what I, I wanted to do with my life. But yeah. She works at the post office, so you know I'm a I'm a disappointment. 
<laughs> that makes sense, though. You know, just kind of not having that background and, yeah. and fully understanding what what this world is all about. Exactly. So, do you have? Um, the, I'm going to sound like your dad now, but do you have goals in terms of where you want to take this this part of your career? Are you happy being a road comic, or do you have other aspirations outside of stand up? Or first off, you made me choked up a little bit just now because I don't know my dad. Oh, and, uh, so no, sorry. <laughs> Are you no. fucking with me? <laughs> oh, dude, just made me oh, your sweat. Face, your face was priceless. Oh, my gosh. Oh, that's why we don't video this thing, asshole. That was awful. Um, I don't know. You know, Here's the thing. Comedy has never been uh, an end game for me. It's, it's something that I love to do. I'll never stop doing it. But I, I, I want to do TV. You know what I mean? I want to do acting. Um, I like being in front of a camera. I think I'm pretty comfortable in front of a camera. So... I don't know. I think I think there's always another level, and even when I get that, I'll probably want something else. Yeah. You know, what I mean, it's, it's, it's one of those things you're you're always growing. Yeah. And if you stop, if you think you're where you need to be, then you'll you'll never get to where you can be. Nice. I like that. that so yeah, that'll be nice. That'd be a good T-shirt. Yeah, that's a good yeah, T-shirt. Yeah. <laughs> so are Proverbs you still? Proverbs by are Landry. You still, <laughs> are you still based in uh, Atlanta? I am in Atlanta. Yeah. Okay. So I live in Atlanta, but if all goes as planned. I'm planning on moving to LA later this year. Gotcha. So I'm gonna make the big jump. That's the next big jump. Yeah. After after quitting the day job, so I've been doing it for three years. I've I've got my road chops now. I got a lot of material, so I can I feel as though I'm I'm in a good position where I can, I can go to LA to 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 lay it down. Yeah. And then and then what does that mean? I mean, what does the LA scene bring to you that you can't get from being based in Atlanta? What is that? Well, the cool thing about Atlanta, I will say first off, is that it's a great comedy city. You can get on stage every night of the week, and nice. it's and the comics in that city are very good, so they push you to be better. So it was a great city to grow in, um, but I think that LA and New York are the hubs, and I think that a lot of entertainment uh, higher-ups are there to see new talent and gotcha. to recruit. So it's just like, I'm not saying that there are better comics there, but there's more opportunities maybe for a comic to, to, to jump to the next level. Nice. Um, but I would say you wouldn't want to move to LA to learn comedy. You'd probably want to know comedy first and then move there. Someone told me something one time. It was like, LA is not a place to, oh, is it, how do they put it? It's not a place to hand out cards. It's a place to show your cards. Nice. Yeah. So you got to have something in the, in your pocket right, first right, before right. you go. Yeah. Oh, that's good advice. Now, do you have, um, an idea what the difference is between LA and New York in terms of what advantage or disadvantage or why you would choose one over, over the other? I just, I grew up in Canada. Okay. And I'm not cool with cold. Oh, gotcha. Yeah, the cold weather, I'm just, I, I've done it. I've yeah, lived yeah, it, yeah. You know, I've shoveled, I've, 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 I've been splashed on by slush. I know, I know what winter brings and I don't like it. Yeah. Um, I, I, I've been to New York, I love the city, but maybe maybe split the year i'll do this the winters in la and the summers in new york i could do that yeah yeah nice well and this is kind of a cheesy question but i like to ask it for uh, for guys like you that are that are coming up and and the uh you know the the progress you've made is tangible in terms of your career at this stage in your career what are you most proud of when you look back at what you've accomplished and kind of where you're at now oh man that's a good question uh what am i most proud of I guess honestly, I'm I'm most proud of being an entertainer, and doing what I love to do, and being able to pay pay bills. That's that's a huge thing. Not a lot of people can say they love to do their job. My mom has been you know at her job for 20 years. I don't think she likes it. It's a job. She she goes to work. It's 
she's in a union she knows she's gonna have a job next year but does she enjoy it probably not you know what i mean yeah. and and i could do comedy on the road but a lot of times you can't pay bills so i'm at a point now it took me almost nine years eight and a half years to get to the point where i could i could do the time to headline i can play any venue at any crowd and i can do a good job and it's just and it's just repetition and it's experience that's all it is so it's i think i'm most proud of not quitting nice yeah <laughs> oh that's awesome man well, Landry, I'm going to cut you loose, man. Sure. I know you've got a weekend here at Looney's. Uh, it was great meeting you, man. I man, it's a pleasure. Appreciate your time and enjoy uh, Colorado Springs and all we have to offer. Thank you for having me, man. All right. Take care, man. Cheers, buddy. So there you have it out of Atlanta, Georgia, stand-up comedian Landry. My sincere thanks to Landry for taking time out before his headlining weekend at Looney's to be on the show. My thanks to Eric and the great folks at Looney's Comedy Corner for their continued support. And as always, thank you for listening to In the Springs. If you're enjoying the podcast, take a second to post a positive review on iTunes or wherever you consume your podcast media. Until next time, I'm Ryan Lowry, and we'll see you again right here in the Springs. Springs.